0: Welcome to Launchpad, a Tech glass podcast which reveals what is needed to scale a successful technology startup. In each episode, industry players such as entrepreneurs and investors will discuss one aspect of growing a technology company and offer practical advice for scaling your business. In this episode, we are joined by Don Duggan of GC Business Growth Hub. The Growth Hub seeks to unlock the potential of businesses across Greater Manchester via a variety of support services, including technology, finance, enterprise, leadership development, social impact, and a pathway to net zero. Today, Dawn will help us to define what is meant by company culture, discuss how COVID challenged the traditional methods of building culture into a business, talk about GC Business Growth Hub's own culture, and explain how it helps companies to develop one themselves. So Dawn, nice to see you today.
1: Yes, thank you very much for inviting me along, especially on on such a good topic to talk about.
0: Welcome. And you're perfectly placed to discuss this. First of all, we need to define culture. What exactly is it?
1: So culture is a way of life within a business. And I think that's probably the best way to describe it. It's how a business operates. It's how their employees live and breathe and and think about their work journey themselves it's it's about the values of that business the mission that the the, the business has the vision for the future and most importantly how do their employees play play a big part in all of that structure and the growth of the business going forward
0: covid had a massive impact on businesses abilities to create a positive culture um is that something you experienced yourself you know and, and how you know how did that play out
1: Yes, definitely. Um, you know, we've, we've got personal experience here for, at the Business Growth Hub um, about how COVID and the pandemic hit, um, not just our, us as a business ourselves, but also all of the businesses that we're supporting and, you know, we've continued to support since. Um, when you look that, uh, and ourselves included, a lot of businesses were very premise-based, whether that be from, you know, manufacturing sites or office sites. Um, and everybody's worked from, either one site or in-person you, you know methods of working during the pandemic that had to very quickly shift um into being a more uh, virtual online experience and a lot of employees um struggled with that that shift in in working patterns but also how that impacted on the culture of the business. Um employees were were less able to talk to other other people within the business they felt more isolated at home um, performance and people management was completely different when it was in a virtual environment and a lot of businesses struggled with making that switch from that in person um, interaction and engagement with teams and colleagues to then having to do that virtually in it was what was a lot colder if you want a different word it wasn't as personable and as and as friendly as an approach So that impacted on the culture, you know, within a business and how people interacted with each other quite significantly. And then also when we moved out of the pandemic and businesses then started moving back into their premises and, you know, having to um, have their employees coming back to work on site, that again had a a massive shift and an impact on, on, on employees across the region they'd got used to having um a different work life balance for example um no more having to commute in busy busy rush hour traffic and being able to um you know have a bit more flexible work life and being able to pick children up so for them to go back into into a more premise based approach again led led to difficulties and the impact on on businesses their staff um, and we saw that ourselves you know across our colleagues as we we move back into a more of a hybrid approach and there's lots of businesses out there that that struggled with that shift so we've been doing a lot of work with them around how to manage their employees in more of a hybrid workforce now Um, you know how to involve their employees to develop the new culture and the new ways of working to get them involved from from right from the start um, about how new ways of working because that's all about the culture. Culture. it's it's the employees that drive the business so it's about making sure you involve them right from the start and you know any changes you're going to make that you you know you you engage them in that process
0: i'm sure i'm not doing you and i a disservice service by saying we've, we've been around the block a few times you know we've we've relatively experienced people but obviously a lot of the workforce now you know a lot of these people have come straight out of say university or, or other sort of pathways into employment so you and I take that for granted you know you, you go into work you, you know you've got that water cooler moment. you go and yeah. play football at lunchtime whatever it may be but all those things that create the culture but suddenly a lot of people coming into the workforce didn't have that interaction did they and actually doing it on zoom no. doesn't really work does it
1: no I mean when you, when you look at the 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 transfer from being a digital approach to that in-person, you know, a lot of businesses had to recruit their employees virtually. A lot of businesses had to do their induction and their training virtually. And, you know, that hasn't got the same impact for a lot of people as what doing it in person and building those effective working relationships are. Um, You know, so especially when when a business has recruited somebody in in that virtual model and that's the way of working that they've got used to, for you to then introduce a new way of working and bring them back in. They're going to have to meet colleagues for the first time. They might have been working with these colleagues for six, 12 months or more, but never actually met them in person. So you've got... You know, you've got the engagement there, you've got the nerves about coming into a place that they've never been before, finding their way around a building, meeting people for the first time, Um, you know, and when you've got, you know, like as you say, people that have never really been in the workplace before. Um, and they've come into the workplace in that virtual environment, that, that's quite challenging for them in some cases, um, for them to have to actually go into an, an in-person world of work. So businesses have quite a lot of challenges in making sure they get the culture right. They've had the the challenge of getting the culture right for the people who were used to being an in-person to going digital to then hybrid, but then also the people that have never known anything different other than it being a virtual approach. And it's about engaging everybody and listening to, you know, everybody that's on on that journey and bringing them all together and taking on board all their thoughts and their opinions to make sure that, you you know, they feel empowered and they feel listened to.
0: I mean, you know, we talked before and about how you may know someone for sort of eight, 12 months from Zoom calls. But you don't know if they're like five foot six or whether they're six foot two, <laughs> then you meet that person and it just in, in reality and it just puts a completely different perspective on everything. Not that height's everything, obviously, but, but yeah. You know, how, how how those dynamics changing then? So you know, before we get onto the growth hub itself and, and the services you provide and how you work with companies, how do you think the dynamics have evolved now? You know, how are companies creating a culture in this hybrid working environment?
1: And I think that that's, it's a really good question because a lot of um, the, you know, prospective employees now, when they're looking for an employer to go and work for, that's one of the most important things that people are looking for now in terms of they want an employer who has that right culture. They want an employer who is, who is modern and flexible and agile in terms of their workforce. So I think it's it's important that each individual, when you're making changes within a business, whether they've been an employee for a long time or whether they're a new recruit, that, you know, time is taken to spend time with each individual. If, if you're thinking about making any changes, that you do that consultation process with, with your employees, whether it's through a committee, a group of elected employees that get together to voice, you know, the the voice of the people in the organisation or whether they do it on a one-to-one. But I think it's important to recognise and to, you know, to address that each individual will have different needs and have different expectations or fears about, you know, how they're going to work. So I think to get the culture right in an organisation, it's about making sure your employees feel listened to, that they have a voice within that organisation, that they're not just another number, um, and making sure that whatever changes are happening it meets meets the needs of the business obviously but also meets the needs of of each individual or team or department
0: so the, the gc business growth hub is part of the growth company yes Can you just tell me how it sort of sits in that wider organization and then also what services it provides the startups and ups.
1: yes so the, the growth company is a not-for-profit organization and there's um quite a few you know, companies that make up the growth company and the Business Growth Hub is one of those. And we offer um, services across all of Greater Manchester and for some of our companies wider as, as well. Um, for the Business Growth Hub itself, we are, we're in place to support businesses on their growth journey to help them survive um, as we did at the time through COVID, but then also thrive through now as, as they're moving into their growth periods. So you know, you, just to give you some idea of some of the areas Areas. Um, we work with businesses that are sector specific. So we have specialist teams who work with manufacturing businesses, um, innovation specific teams, we have our digital creative and tech teams, we have um, a variety of um programs that look at accessing finance, helping businesses start up, um, create self-employment. Um, we have the, the the area that I look after, which is people, skills and talent. So we look at the leadership of a business. We look at the workforce itself as a business and provide mentoring to those. So there's there's a wide variety of different services um, that the business growth will provide that can support a business in, in all stages of their business, whether it's startup or established. Um, you know, we've, we've worked with over 15,000 businesses intensively. Um, and our vision is to, you know, to help Greater Manchester grow and thrive based on, you know, the the economic return that we put into the into the area.
0: You know, you're, you're very highly regarded in the region, if you don't mind me saying so. Um, but obviously, look, from the outside looking until, until you talk to you guys, you're not really aware of just how central culture is to everything you do as an organisation. So can you just tell me a little bit more about that?
1: Yes. So, you know, everything that, you know, a business, a business will grow but it won't thrive without the people being on board so a big part of what we do ourselves is our own culture um you know we look at providing back into the business community our staff do volunteering days um, to support back it you know into, into the community we work with we have you know we look at uh, the social impact that we have as a business and, and a lot of what we do is around that green agenda um and the, you know being on a journey to net zero to aid with with strategic priorities across greater manchester we work really closely with good employment charter, which is all about culture for organisations and being a good employer, and that, that that is key to what we do.
0: So your own role, people, skills, and talent—you know—that's in, integral to creating this positive culture within the business. Can you just tell me a bit about your role and you know maybe, maybe anecdotally some of the companies that you've worked with?
1: Yes. So um, my role of head of people, skills and talents, we have um, separate teams that work with businesses specifically. We have our executive development team, which is a leadership team. So they will work with business owners and senior leaders within a business to help them develop their own leadership styles, but also the leadership strategy within the business. Um, So we have a team that do deliver that. And we also have external procured providers that deliver that, that are specialists in leadership as well. We have um, a workforce development team. So this workforce development team is about working with everybody across the organisation. So it could be working with them on um, their recruitment or their induction, their training, their onboarding of staff. It could be their culture, their mission, their vision, their values. It could be around skills and training and developing their staff. It can be helping them through any reorganisations that they might be doing, any restructures. So anything to do with people. Um, you know, we will help support a business if they've got a need in that. And we deliver um, a series of workshops called Grow Your People, Grow Your Business, which look at all different aspects of that for a business. We have our mentoring program. Uh, We have an amazing bank of volunteer business mentors that give up their time voluntarily to mentor business leaders through any challenges that they're experiencing on a business or personal level that they can support in. Um, So we have that program as well. And then one of the other areas I've been managing um, is our Skills for Growth programme. And this is about identifying and supporting businesses to help with the training and development of their staff. So it's working with the business on their top level skills plan and their skills gaps or succession planning. But then drilling that down into an individual employee basis, looking at individual training needs and what do they need to do to grow and develop in their careers And we use um, a platform called GM Skills Map, which helps them identify the training that's available out there. Um, Some of that training is fully funded, some is part funding, and some is commercially chargeable to the business. So we have a team of specialists that work with businesses across the region. So it's the complete people package um, to help them develop and engage and empower their staff.
0: As you've alluded to before. Culture starts at home, so it's really important to get the culture within your own business, right, if you're advising, you know, external companies on that. Now, how, you know, you said to to me before that the Growth Hub faced its own cultural challenges during COVID. You know, what are your plans to promote culture in this new era of working within your own organisation?
1: So here at the Business Growth Hub, we have um, an elected employee committee, Um, as mentioned earlier. So these are employees that... Their colleagues have, have voted or elected them onto a committee, and we have our own set of values that we work to at the Growth Company. That all our employees, um, you know, are explained as part of induction and as part of all of our daily roles. We we live those values as you know throughout our throughout our work, regardless of what role you are in the Growth Hub. We all work to the same values. Um, we have various committees. Um, and working focus groups across the Growth Hub that look at different areas, EDI, for example. um, We have ones on single parent groups, et cetera, et cetera. Lots of different areas that affect all employees and can affect people in in the workplace. And people can volunteer. They can be part of those groups. And those groups are there to shape the culture of the organisation and to look at what employees actually want from the business. And we take on board all their feedback and that is always fed back up into our central central you know departments and and that informs any of our business processes and procedures that we work towards so it's a very employee driven organization and everything that we do is, is driven by the employees that work for us.
0: Give me a little example of what the culture looks like, you know, do you, you know, do you have like a, I don't know, Friday beers or do you, you know, organize days out for the, for the company? Just give me a flavor of that culture.
1: So because we are such a large organization, um, every sort of company within the, the growth company, um, We'll, we'll do things slightly differently, um, but overarching from the growth company point of view, you know, we have set um, all staff briefings and all staff events that people go along to where they can find out what the the business plan is, and that is shared from top down. Our CEO Mark Hughes, he will explain what the business plan for the next twelve months is looking like. He will explain, you know, the position from the last twelve months. He'll he'll go through any of the changes within the business uh, from a top level down. So all employees get the same information across there. And then there's various, you know, staff events and webinars and workshops that they can attend uh, to find out more on particular topics that they want to do. At the Growth Hub level, we have quarterly staff events um, where we bring all of the Business Growth Hub employees together. And again, very similar, you know, t- you know information is shared widely. So it's, it's very consistent and transparent across all of the team. We, again, that's then broken down into smaller sessions that people can get involved in um, and they can attend these various focus groups. We have bite-sized learning sessions over lunchtime so people can go along and find out more. We've got the volunteering days um, that, you know, staff can take, make use of. So we, you know, two days per year where they can go off and volunteer in into the local community. Uh, and so there's all sorts of different events that we bring on board and we also take on board all feedback. So we have that employee elected committee where feedback gets fed into them from across the company. And then that is then shared and disseminated up into senior leadership and senior management. So it's it's a very wide perspective. And then down to team level, teams have different days, the socials that are arranged on a regular basis, you know, to meet outside of work, to bridge that hybrid gap, um, you know, from it being that virtual you know, we, we, we've missed the coffee, coffee moments, the water cooler moments. So we're now bringing those back in and bringing the, the, the workforce back in and into a more hybrid. So it isn't just all working from home and it's not all working from from our from our offices. It, it is that agile um, approach. And we, we've listened to the employees and they brought on board. They call it work your way. You know, so we have a very agile working way where you can work your agreed working hours between set times and you agree that with your line manager you know on a one-to-one basis as to how you want to work your day uh, in line with you know meeting business needs but also meeting that work life balance
0: that's really important to retention of employees and and, yes. and, and wellness and 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 satisfaction in in, yeah, in your role, right? Definitely,
1: and we've also got things like our employee uh, assistance program, and they have a, an employee rewards program as well. So they offer various rewards and salary sacrifice schemes. You know, in terms of being able to buy extra annual leave, or get a, an electric vehicle through the car, or even getting discounts across a, a wide variety of different areas. So that there's a lot that the growth company does, you know, for that culture aspect within the business.
0: Now, this is a part of the pod webinar where we ask you the reader questions so the first of these um, these are anonymous by the way so we don't have names but apparently someone wants to know what are the big no's for culture what are the big no's what what should you not be doing when it comes to your company culture
1: I think the big nose is is um, for somebody to on their own decide what that culture should be like. Culture is important that it takes in, it includes and takes on board the voice of, of the people that work there. It listens to their staff. It listens to not just their current staff, but listens to future staff, um, you know, that have gone through any recruitment and that might not have been successful. You know, it's it's about listening to the voices of the people that work within the organisation and making sure that you're adjusting not just that but you're meeting the needs of all the employees but also still meeting the needs of the business so i think it would be a big no to make decisions without that consultation without listening you know your employees are are the the people that drive your business so it's important that you listen to them
0: it's an evolution right and if you know yes. if you haven't evolved say during covid then your culture would be massively out of kilter with the reality of of the working yeah. environment one more reader question is culture a buzzword? No, so we talk an awful lot about culture. Is, is I guess the kind of premise to this, uh, but is it kind of overplayed a little bit?
1: It shouldn't be. Culture should not be a buzzword. It should be what is is part of day to day working life. It should be the living, um, a living aspect. It shouldn't be just used as a word. It should be what happens naturally. And I think if it is just a buzzword in an organisation, then they're not doing things right by their staff. They've not listened to the staff. If, if if people do just think it is a buzzword and that it's just being, you know, bandied around a little bit, then that their employees haven't been engaged. And I think employees that are engaged in the process that genuinely believe in the culture of the organisation wouldn't say that it, that it was a buzzword.
0: Now it's time for Rocket Fuel, which is the part of the pod where we ask you for your quickfire tips for companies looking to build a positive culture within their businesses. You've had a few days to think about this, what are your quick fire tips? What's your rocket fuel?
1: So you asked me to provide five. Um, so I think this just kind of, kind of reiterate what I've said already is is make sure you recognize your employee contributions, make them feel valued, make them feel listened to. I think that that's key. That, that, that has to be number one. Um, but second one would be culture is top down. So you've got to make sure that your leaders are, are in, you know, they believe the culture that they're setting and that they live that themselves on a day to day basis transparency and consistency would be my third one if you don't if you're not transparent and you don't have consistency across your organization then your culture is never going to be right um i think the fourth one for me would be make sure you provide learning and growth opportunities for your staff um it's only by developing your staff will you develop that culture to be what it wants to be because they'll feel um you know valued they'll stay your staff retention but you're also you're aiding the growth of your business by by you know, growing your employees. And I think everybody in the business, I think the last one for me would be that everybody that works for that company needs to live the values and breathe the values in their day-to-day life. And that needs to be part of of all, you know, people management, any recruitment, any induction. And it's about making sure you're living what that company believes the values are.
0: Yeah, I think it's really interesting that um, I think, you know, you've got some quick fire tips there, which are really useful. But you can actually apply those into every decision you make as a business. And yeah. it's not just about putting, you may have your values written on a wall, but it's not just about that. You have to make sure that those values apply, they're lived and breathed. And and like you say, you're listening to your employees. Um, one other thing that I ask you for, we always ask our, our guests at, towards the end of a podcast you know, to tell us something about themselves that may surprise, surprise us. It could be a personal thing, it could be a business thing, but just something that maybe you haven't told anyone else before. You know what? What can you tell me about your good self that might surprise me?
1: Don't know about anything that I might not have told people before, but there's probably not a lot of people. Um, so I'd I'd scuba dive and I think, you know, for me, um, you know, being able to it's a completely different world and that's probably the easiest way to explain it. I never realized, you know, you think that just going under the water, um you know, it would probably be the same as you're looking on the outside, and it isn't. It's a completely different world under there, and it gives you chance to put a completely different perspective on absolutely everything. And I think as a leader um, myself, it gives me the time to reflect because you can't think. You know, it gives you time to switch off, um, and it's that time away from from the stresses on the top of the world. You can't have to, you can't take those with you underneath the water because obviously it's quite a dangerous sport to do whilst you're quite deep underwater. But I think for, you know, for me, it's my switch off time. It's that chance to, um, you know, just to not think of anything else. It's about developing my own, you know, my own being, my own mental health. It gives me that time to be just completely in a different, in a different place. And I think a lot of people as well as um, I'm a diver with a disability with a, a spinal condition, and for me, it's an opportunity to show that, you know, you you can still do things that, you know, do take you out of your comfort zone a little bit. And it's a chance to be completely weightless and under the water and experience a whole new way of looking at things because it does put things into a different perspective.
0: I'd love to do it. I've never done it before. I've done a bit of snorkeling in the swimming pool. It's not not the same. But like, like you say, you, you can't really focus on much else other than, you know, how much oxygen is there left in the tank? Yes, right? that, that is one <laughs> thing
1: that you, you've got to really keep an eye on
0: yeah so you can switch off but make sure you don't switch off the tank
1: yes.
0: <laughs> listen it's been an absolute pleasure today you know sharing your thoughts and tips on building a positive company culture with us um you know it's important to listen to your staff culture evolves we saw that with covid and it's a living breathing thing you know it's not just something that comes from the top down it's got to be you know part of you know what how the businesses run at every level right so yeah, you know, no, definitely yeah thank you for that If you've got any feedback on today's episode, I'd like to share your thoughts on on, building culture into a business. You can contact us on LinkedIn or Twitter, stroke X, um, or you can comment on the video episode of this podcast on YouTube. You can also drop us an email at podcasts at businesscloud.co.uk. If you enjoyed the episode and found it useful, please like and subscribe on your preferred platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube and more to be among the first to hear insights from renowned entrepreneurs and investors. Thanks for listening and see you soon. Launchpad is a TechBlast podcast produced in partnership with pan-European B2B tech, PR and communications agency Taito. New episodes are streamed on TechBlast's YouTube, LinkedIn and Twitter pages from 12pm on the final Friday of every month. Or you can find all episodes on YouTube and all major audio podcast platforms. Subscribe now so you never miss an episode.